0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the To The Point Podcast. we doing well on this Thursday, and we are just, you're less than 48 hours away from the start of the conference title games in college football. We are you know a few hours away from Thursday night football in the NFL, so a wild week, and we have a lot to talk about tonight. Who knew that last weekend, Michigan winning would not be the headline come, uh, come this week after all the carnage we've seen in college football? But before we dive into South Bend, to LSU, to uh, Lincoln Riley, I want to introduce a great guest. As always, joining me again tonight is Matt Wright, uh, writer. How are things on the uh, Champions Hockey home front? Uh,
1: things are good, buddy. Just kind of getting uh, into the Christmas season. We just had um, all of our Christmas apparel show up today, so it was a busy day of uh, sorting track suits and hoodies and sweatpants and uh, our new quarter zips. So. Uh, It was a good day, Um, was on the ice all day yesterday with some of our groups, and it's good to hop on with some of our younger groups, and uh, things are well, just kind of uh, getting ready for the uh, holiday season, buddy, but uh, looking forward to uh, diving into some football. I know a lot happened last weekend, and Mm. there's going to be a lot happening this weekend, so uh, it's a good time of year to be a football fan.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and let's start with, you know, what's near and dear to your heart, and that would be Notre Dame. Uh, 11 and one season, nothing to, nothing to be ashamed about Lost to Cincinnati. Uh, you know, they are currently ranked, I believe six in the yeah, six behind Oklahoma state in the rankings. So you're thinking, well, a couple things go right. Notre Dame's in the final four. Plus we know, uh, right. It's a television product and, uh, Notre Dame sells a little bit better than Oklahoma state. Uh, but this week, this one just, I did not see this one coming. After 12 seasons, all-time winningest head coach in the history of the program, Brian Kelly leaves Notre Dame in really like the, the dead of night for Louisiana State University, LSU. What do you make of him leaving your beloved program?
1: Well, I, I mean, I, I'll i be honest, but I, I, I didn't see it coming. I, I, I really didn't. I don't even think there were any rumblings that, no, He was gonna leave. That's the thing. It really took me by surprise. And when I was looking at it the other night, when I saw a few of the headlines come in, I just assumed fake news. Uh, and then the more and more you read in, no, nope, this is happening. And especially that message that was sent out to the team
0: mm-hmm. by him
1: or whoever sent it out for him, basically saying, you know, I'm I'm done, and let's have a 7 a.m. meeting, which is crazy. That you're having a 7 a.m. meeting, like at least let the boys sleep in for a couple hours especially yeah. the meeting I think only lasted like eight minutes or something like that. Like it was crazy, but it's a huge loss for Notre Dame. Um, Brian Kelly's done an awesome job with that program. They've been to uh, at least one national championship, maybe two national championships. They've been to three or four final fours Um they're, They've solidified themselves as a top 10 program. Their recruiting class was supposed to be amazing next year. I don't know what's going to happen there, mm-hmm it's just it's a big loss for Notre Dame I don't know where they look whether they look internal whether they look external it's it's a and the timing sucks let's be real here the timing's awful he obviously is leaving for the money 95 million over 10 years 9.5 a year like who knows if Notre Dame would have matched that by the sounds of it probably not but it just happens so quick and the crazy thing is like you said they're sitting in sixth place I mean There's a good chance Georgia beats Alabama, Alabama probably falls out. I mean, Cincinnati's playing a tough game against Houston. That could happen. You've got Iowa playing Michigan, Iowa could beat Michigan. There's lots that could happen. And Notre Dame could slide in. Now, I don't know how the committee looks at this. I I think Notre Dame might be done regardless of what happens. I think the committee could look at this and say, no matter how many upsets there are, we're not putting Notre Dame in but it would be a crazy story to see Notre Dame slide in there into the top four and go on a run and win a national championship without Brian Kelly. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know who's going to be take kind of taking the reins for that game. They haven't really made any. uh, Basically they haven't really said who's going to be behind the, behind the bench, whatever you want to call it on the sideline. He's done. Um, I, I just, it's just such a weird timing. It's, He's been there for 12 years. And the worst thing is he says, you know, I'm leaving for a new challenge, right? The first challenge isn't over. He Mm -hmm. said, I came to Notre Dame to win a national championship. They have an opportunity to win a national championship this year. Like, I just, I don't know, It, it definitely sucks. Now, the question is what's gonna happen over the next year or two for Notre Dame? Because they do have a great group of freshmen you're supposed to have a great recruiting class that could change, but it's definitely a shock to the system. And I mean, I liked what Brian Kelly did, but this one's a kind of a knife in the back on the way out.
0: Yeah, it, it certainly is. And for me, I hated the way he exited because it really just seems so just not classy. You know, he, he goes out and, he, like you said, he calls a a 7am meeting. Like if I'm a player, I'm like, I'm not going to that. Like, screw you. Like you, you've already abandoned us. We're about to possibly go into a playoff game here and you don't want to be a part of it. So why should I give you the time of day? And you know, Marcus Freeman, their defensive coordinator was out recruiting that night and he did not know he was telling you a family come to Notre Dame. We got Brian Kelly. We got me, we got Tommy B's running offense. And it's, it just seems really amateur hour that you go and tell a parent something. And then literally minutes later, you find out that you you could be selling a bill of, you know, what, and it, if I'm Brian Kelly, I get why he's going to LSU because you know, let's just be honest. It's easier to recruit at LSU. Louisiana has got a lot of great prospects. Also, Notre Dame is, is one of the best institutions when it comes to just academics. It's not easy to get in there. Even if you're a football player, there are high standards and they allow one player every year. that is not, you know, that does not fit, you know, their uh, requirements or LSU. You can bring in guys who, you know, were doing what I was doing at high school, which was really just, you know, floating by, but uh, Ryder, do you think he actually has a better chance to win a national championship at LSU because the SEC is not getting any easier? Couple years, you got a couple teams in the Big Twelve going there. I mean, Alabama and, and Georgia are still there. Lane Kiffin's got Ole Miss at, at two losses this year. I, I just see it as potentially more difficult to get to the Final Four.
1: Yeah, I, I do too. And the thing is, I mean, at the end of the day, you could tell he left for the money. Like yes. it's, 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 let's not sugarcoat it. He's getting a better, he's making more money. So it is what it is. I think I'd rather him, you know, not have a meeting in the 7. AM and say to the boys, listen, boys, I just, I'm doing it for my family and making more money, right. you know, cause that's exactly what it is. So the whole press conference for eight minutes to explain that was awful. Um, yeah, he's not going to have an easy road at LSU and the sec. Like you look at the SEC championship game on Saturday, you got Alabama against against uh, Georgia. Like, yeah. come on now! Like, those are two teams right there that are going to have better recruiting classes than you. Mm-hmm. Um, Oklahoma is going to be joining. Um, you 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 have just so many, like you said, Lane Kiffin and and Ole Miss. You have so many good teams there, and they're on a rebuilding. It's not like LSU is a powerhouse this year. No like they got some year, they got some work to do. So very interested to see what happens there. This whole thing just really, honestly, it kind of brought me back to memories uh, of when I was playing at St. Thomas and our team folded. Uh, We had a, you can talk to Sawyer about this, but we had no idea it was coming. We get a message at one o'clock in the afternoon. Hey guys, can we have a meeting at two on campus? We show up two o'clock and basically tell us the program's done by the, you know, the, the administrative director and the president of the school. And the the meeting lasted three minutes and and it was two days before, two days before exams started. It was like, Hey guys, programs, folding good luck on exams. Like it was, it was and this, this kind of reminded me of the same thing. It's like, right. It's like, I I just, I I feel bad for the players because they are the ones who have, you know, Brian Kelly's recruited most of them, probably sold them on, you know, come here, you're going to play for me. And the other thing is they have a strong team. They have a team that could play in a mm-hmm. national championship final four game with a few things happening. Now, will the committee put them in? Let's say Michigan, let's say Alabama. Let's say those two teams lose. All right. Yep. Do they get in? I hope so. Now, will they get in? I don't know. They may not look at Notre Dame because they're, Coach left though. Who knows? But it sucks for Notre Dame because I really do believe at the end of the day, Brian Kelly has done a really good job with the program. Um, we can't hide from the fact that he has made the program better over the last 12 years. Where the program's going to go, I don't know. I think they're still going to be strong. I think they're, they're going to bring in a good person. Their defensive coordinator might be one of the best coaches in the whole NCAA.
0: Well, that's who they hired.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right? So you look at him, he is a stud. He is just a great coach. So I think they're not going to have a problem in the switch going to him, but in the same time, losing your coach in this kind of, you know, last minute lead before a potentially national championship semifinal does not look good on the program.
0: No. And what I found, I know how much we both hate the committee so that this is not going to surprise you hear this, but, they actually said the other night, well, because Brian Kelly left, this might hurt Notre Dame. Well, yeah. Why? Uh, if uh, Nick Saban has COVID and he can't coach on uh, Saturday, does that affect Alabama? No, you're still going to put them in the game. Like, It's about, we know it's not, but it's about the kids. Like it's about yeah. these guys that battle and try to get, it's not about Brian. Yes, coaches are important in college more than the NFL, but it's about the kids that battle to get there. It's about Kyle Hamilton. It's about Jack Cone. It's about Kyron Williams. that got this team to 11 and one. And you talk about their team. They're built on defense. Guess what? Marcus Freeman's still there. You know, they're still, they still got guys that are going to be drafted in the NFL and let's just talk about this right now. We will talk about Lincoln Riley in a second, but we bo- I know we both think that Alabama's going to lose to Georgia. Uh, so with Georgia winning, that's Alabama should be out. If Cincinnati wins, which I agree with you, I don't think that's an easy game. I mean, Houston's eleven and one for a reason. They're they're a good team, but if Oak State or Notre Dame can go in, they both have one loss. I think Notre Dame has a really good shot because Oak State doesn't have a whole lot of sex appeal to it. If it was Oklahoma, I think the committee would say, okay, we'll put Oklahoma in because you know what? They've been to a few, you know, their quarterback, you Caleb Williams looks like a stud, you you know, yada, 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 but Spencer Sanders, Oh, you know, Oak state. I think Notre Dame would get bumped with or without Brian Kelly.
1: (laughs) I don't understand. Yeah. When I saw that too, and that's why I brought up the committee a couple of times already. When I saw that they were saying it could hurt their chances, that that just doesn't make any sense to me at all no it's about the players like you said yes coaching is important but it's about the players their record speaks for itself who they beat speaks for itself it doesn't have to do with coaching yes it helps it's part of it but you can't punish a program and and you know college athletes for their coach leaving for more money that's not fair to the players that's all that would be doing is saying that you know what, this whole college football is nothing more than who's at the helm and what teams are in. And mm-hmm. it means nothing. It this to be so much. We know it's a business, but it'd make it even more of this is just a business. Right. And I really, I mean, Notre Dame might not even have a chance to get in because you might see, you know, Bama could win and you could see Michigan win, you could see all the top four teams win. And this is a moot point, not even right. talking about it, right. but if a couple of them do lose, which very well could happen, it'll be very interesting to see if they put Notre Dame in without Brian Kelly there. And I hope they do. I mean, as a Notre Dame fan, I hope they do, hmm. but I honestly do believe that if a two of those teams lose Notre Dame should be in there.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, because uh, I don't want to see it. No two loss teams should get in ahead of a one loss no. team. I don't care. Like the, Yes. LSU has not been a world beater this year. Uh, old Miss was good, but, Losing to Texas A&M has lost a lot of its weight. You know, they're not exactly a powerhouse this season. Um, I wanted to pitch this idea. We see a lot of coaches switch teams and kind of in the dead of night. And what do you think of when a coach goes, say, so next year, Notre Dame plays LSU. It's just an automatic. When your coach switches to another school, you play them the next year. No matter what, you find a date in the schedule and it's just, it's like grandfathered in. That yeah. you play your former team the next year.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, no, one hundred percent is happening. One hundred percent. I didn't know where you're going with that one, but no, they're Notre Dame's playing LSU, mm. and
0: you're going
1: to see Oklahoma play USC.
0: Like yeah. it's
1: happening. Like, and it's they they should put those in the calendar right now. I agree you're, you're going to get money out of it. At the end of the day, it's, it's a business. You're going to get people watching. I'll tune in to watch you'll tune in to watch, but you'll have someone who might watch one game a year. will probably tune in to watch that game. Right. Notre Dame plays LSU. And I think Oklahoma plays USC. I'd bet the mortgage on it right now.
0: Yeah. I, I, I I would love to see it because, you know, those kids that were on Notre Dame this year want to kick LSU's ass next year. And just to get back at the coach, beat an SEC school and kind of rub it in Brian Kelly's face. Um, Lincoln Riley, University of Oklahoma, you know, a, a quarterback wizard. You can't deny what, what he's done. I mean, two Heisman Trophy winners. Jalen Hurts finished second. So he is great at developing quarterbacks. But this guy, uh, he seemed really, really just kind of dirty this weekend when they lose to Oak State in a great game Saturday night, came down on the wire. But the next morning, it couldn't have been 11 AM. It co- pops up my phone. He's going to USC. And okay. A lot, lot of money. Yeah. It's Southern California. Okay. I get it. But then he has the audacity to say, Oh no, this came together uh, Sunday morning. You know, I, I okay. Yeah, you're, you're, you just ran that by your wife and she's like, yeah, yeah let's go. Yeah. Let's, let's move. And, and your kids. I, For me, it's just, have you been focused on the team? Because you lost two of your last three games to Baylor and Oklahoma State. And to me, I just think big picture and think to myself, has Lincoln Riley been focused on football and doing right by those, again, the players who are trying to get into a position to compete for a Final Four slot?
1: a tough question to ask, right? It's just hard to say behind the scenes, how much time went into this? Obviously he was looking to make a move. Obviously this didn't happen on Sunday morning at 9 AM. This has been going on for, I'd imagine they were in talks for the last couple of months would be my guess, at least a month. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know the USC job has been open for a while now. Um, there are speculation of him going for the last, I'd say couple of weeks at least. Um, so the fact you say it just came together Sunday morning, you know, that's BS. Now, is he fully focused? Obviously, not. I mean, I'd like to think that someone who coached that level is still going to put effort in while they're on the field. Um, now it's hard to say for me. Obviously, he obviously was ready for a change going to USC. I mean, USC is a great program, but I would argue that Oklahoma is a better program,
0: at over, least as of late, over the last least, decade, no doubt, at
1: least in the last 10 years. I know when i I was probably middle school age. I know USC was very strong. Um, yep. Peter, they, were, they were a top five team almost every year. They really haven't had that in the last 10 years, I'd say. A mm-hmm. um, lot of money. Southern California. I think it's the fact that El- uh, Oklahoma's moving to the SEC, like we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. They're looking at going into a conference is even stronger. I'd say the SEC is stronger than the, than the Big 12. So we'll see. To me, it's, to me, it's, it's a move to make some money to get away from the sec and to go to a place where he thinks he's going to win more football games. The fortunate thing, once again, who's suffering in this is the players, right? Yeah. It's the same as Notre Dame. The players are the ones suffering. And it sucks when you see players suffer like that. they will put time and effort and, you know, everything they have, they've, you know, gone to Oklahoma, you know, recruiting, Jeez, Oklahoma, they wrote recruiting this week. Their offensive coordinator, some of their coaches wrote recruiting for Oklahoma and apparently for USC as well. There's rumors going around that they've been recruiting for both because you know when this happens, who do coaches try and bring with them? Guys that are the guys they have. Mm -hmm. Like Lincoln Riley's going to have coaches off
0: the entire staff is going with them.
1: Literally, almost the entire staff. They were out recruiting this week for both schools. Like what? That makes no sense.
0: Imagine you're a parent and you're like, okay, where, where are you pitching me? And they're like, Oklahoma, but really SC like, you know, it's nice. uh, But yeah, I think he's running from the SEC, quite frankly. I don't think he's gotten his ass kicked by SEC schools in the final four. Uh, You know, Baker Mayfield lost to Georgia. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow beat, uh, beat, um, Kyler Murray and then Jalen Hurts lost to, Tua a So they're used to, they know how to, he knows how to lose sec schools in the playoffs. And what I can't fault him in is it's, he, he's going to go to the PAC 12 mm-hmm. other than Oregon. Who's his competition. I mean, Cal's a disaster, Air, Arizona state, they're just on their periphery. They're no real threat. Uh, you know, Utah is a good school, but, you know, they're not going to be able to get the great players that USC should. And we've already seen five, five five-star recruits who were supposed to go to Oklahoma say, no, we're going to go to SC with Lincoln Riley. And it, he, if he can keep the great talent in state, they've been going to Alabama, they've been going to LSU, they've been going to these different schools. He should be able to have a monopoly on, on the great players and, you know, work on developing another great quarterback and potentially having a third Heisman Trophy winner on his resume.
1: For sure. Uh, one thing about California, there's a lot of good football players in California. Yes, a lot of five-star recruits come out of four-star, five-star recruits come out of California. One of the most, I'd say, it's really not talked about that much how many good football players come out of California. The problem is they come out of California and they go to other schools. Yeah, right. as we've seen. Now, like you said you could see if he's able to bring in these five-star recruits and he's able to have a couple of years of success, there could be a powerhouse. I mean, you look at the thing is though, you look at the PAC 12, they're playing, this is how much credit the PAC 12 gets. They're playing Friday night. They're playing tomorrow night, Utah and, and, and Oregon. They're not even playing on Saturday when all the big games are going on. Right. But to me, it's obviously a move to get away from the SEC. Hopefully, get a monopoly in recruits. USC has always been known as the best school in that comp. That even though Oregon's good now, USC's had the reputation over the last twenty-five years of being the best. So he is going to be able to recruit the best players out of California, and it will be interesting to see. Um, I know USC plays Notre Dame every year, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Maybe they'll change the USC game and put the, uh, put Notre Dame against LSU. And they'll put Oklahoma against uh, against uh, USC, like we talked about, but there is a very good chance that USC is going to be a top 10 school, if not next year, especially the year after. And like you said, he does a great job with quarterbacks. And if I'm a quarterback, I'd want to play for him because if you look and see what success these guys have had going to the NFL, I mean, if you're playing college, 99% of them want to make it to the NFL. I want
0: to play on Sunday.
1: You want to play on Sunday. The only thing better than playing on Saturday is playing on Sunday for more money. Right. So there, I could see him bringing in some good players over the next couple of years.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And he's a great coach. We'll see where that goes last weekend in, in rivalry week. What was the most shocking outcome for you of all the games?
1: Oh, for me, it had to have been Ohio state. Um, I honestly thought Ohio state over Michigan was a lock. I really, I I saw that being a two, three score game. That one really shocked me. Um, Yeah, that one was, that one was it for me. I was just, I couldn't believe that one really. I, I, the weather really benefited Michigan.
0: Yes. Um,
1: Weather was not talked about enough. That really, that really benefited Michigan. The crazy thing is how bad the defensive line was for (laughs) Ohio state. That was (laughs) actually just terrible. Yeah. I actually thought their offense did quite a bit of good things. I mean, they put up, what, 30, high 30s, low 40s. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it wasn't the offense's fault. Like, the defense was just embarrassing. And don't get me wrong, I hate Ohio State. I love watching them lose. But I'm also not a big Michigan
0: fan. Was, <laughs> the
1: only good thing about that game was one team was able to lose. But I think it really helped Notre Dame in the fact Michigan won. Because I honestly don't think Michigan's a lock against Iowa this week. I think Iowa might match up better against Michigan than Mm -hmm. Ohio state does, but that one really shocked me was the, was the uh, Michigan, Ohio state.
0: Yeah, that I would probably say that one for me too. Uh, And what a game for Aiden Hutchinson Uh, three sacks. I mean, the guy is just, I think he's not only talking himself into the Heisman trophy conversation, but potentially number number one overall pick because he just continues to do big things. You know, Thibodeau's out there in Oregon, but, Hey, Hutchinson's had a better season and he just, he gets better week after week. Also for me, I, the Oklahoma, Oklahoma state game was crazy. I remember watching that. And at one point I'm like, okay, I'm going to flick the channel. Oklahoma had all that, you know, after the muff punt beginning the second half and just a disaster by Oklahoma state. Okay. This game's over. But then they don't get a point the rest of the game. They'll complete, they skunk them for a quarter and a half. And credit to Oklahoma state. Like I still look at that team. I'm like, okay, they're not that good, but they, they have one loss. They play Baylor this weekend. Baylor's no slouch, but um, that was surprising too, because I thought Oklahoma would take care of business in that game.
1: Yeah, me too. And like you said, we have to give credit to Oklahoma state because we haven't mentioned Oklahoma state. We've done what two or three of these shows here talking college football. Yeah, I think this is the first week Oklahoma state's even been mentioned, but they started, out of the top 25, they slowly worked their way in every week, won football games, and other teams lost. And if you keep winning, you slowly move up. And mm. they could, you, like you said, you could see them in the Final Four, which I would never have predicted the start yeah. of the year yeah. to Oklahoma State in the Final Four. Um, Oklahoma State and Cincinnati in the Final Four, what will the what will the committee be doing on that?
0: Jeez. Yeah, they're going to be apoplectic if that's what happens because they, they're not going to know who to put three. Uh, you know, the... Oh. But I'd watch it, you know, Uh, but we talked about this last time. The fact that they have these games on New Year's Eve, the semifinals pisses me off to no end. It should be New Year's day. In my opinion, I think it's so easy. Like, why do they make this so difficult? And New Year's day is a Saturday. That's when you play college football, not Friday. And you'd have a week off till the following Monday before the national championship game. I, I, uh, it just bugs me that they they make so many stupid decisions when it comes to scheduling, uh, especially when it comes to later in the season.
1: Absolutely. Even better, even better. Why don't you play it on uh, Christmas Eve?
0: Love it. Like we talked about Love it. (laughs) it.
1: Christmas Eve, baby, let's do it. But (laughs) new year's, new year's Eve, everyone has something on the go. Right. And the problem is, yes, I'm going to watch college football. Mm -hmm. You are going to watch college football. Yes. Most people are not going to watch college football on new year's Eve. Yep. They, they may tune in for the afternoon game for a bit, but they're not watching the night game. It is not happening. No. And, and it's just a big mistake by the, by college football. Like you're trying to get eyes on it, have it on Saturday, new year's day. What is everyone doing New Year's Day? They are not moving from their couch.
0: They're recovering.
1: They are recovering. They're on holiday. They're relaxing. It's a Saturday. They're watching college football. Why do it Friday night where everyone's busy? Some people are still working.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So the other thing, people are working. I just, I don't get it at all. It makes no sense to me. And I feel like they're going to lose. It's going to hurt ratings. And it's really just stupid.
0: Do you think, there's a chance that we're going to get our our gift of a New Year's Eve bowl game, at least. I mean, a Christmas Eve bowl game story. Yeah, Christmas I want Eve? it. I want it. I'd we'll love
1: to. We'll get something Christmas Eve. I don't know what? if you'll call it what kind of a bowl game. We might get a bowl game. I don't know what type of bowl game we're going to get.
0: Hawaii and uh, Fresno.
1: It could be something. I I would love to see a top 25 team bowl game. Yes. That that would be nice. Two teams playing that had, let's say, nine and three. Right. You know, even maybe even 10 and two, Mm -hmm. even eight and four. But not. don't give us the six and five bowl game. Yeah. We don't want that. Or at least give us something. If you're going to give us something, give us the six and five or the six and six team over me watching it's a wonderful life again and over and over again
0: (laughs) yeah yeah. let's let's try to avoid that um i you know a game that would be a great bowl game but it's the acc title game i think this is the sneakiest game of the weekend Pitt and wake forest i think it's gonna be a really good game like that the over under i don't know what it is but it's probably 100 plus because those two teams just play no defense and just throw the ball over the field. Kenny Pickett, Hartman, those guys are just gunslingers.
1: Oh, yeah. You're going to see a 45, 50. 40, you, might, you could see 100 points easy in that. Easy. If crazy, easy. You could see 100 points in that game. Yeah, Very interested to see the line. Sneaky game. I mean, the game in the overall picture doesn't mean much in the sense of who's going to win national championship. Mm. Now, when it comes down to what NFL teams are looking at, it's right. a big game. I think there's a lot of players off pit that could go in the NFL and I think Wake Forest has a few. And like you said, you got two offenses that try and win being offensive. So maybe it's going to be one of those games who's going to score last, or it could be one of those games where the finals 10 to six and you're like, what, what just happened? (laughs) But sneaky game. And it's one I'll be tuning into for sure.
0: Yeah. I, I love that. You know, the ACC Usually it's Clemson's on the big stage, but that's a one o'clock game w- with the, with the Baylor-Oklahoma State. I wouldn't be surprised if that does better ratings than Baylor and Oklahoma State. When, when it comes down to it, I, I think it might even it might even beat them in the ratings. Um, Heisman Trophy. It's been a weird year because we were both on Devontae Smith last year. He won it, uh, and I don't think it was really that difficult to handicap. I just think he was the obvious choice. I don't get that same feeling this year from voters, from just the media, from the general feel for you right now. Who are your top three Heisman finalists?
1: Hutchinson.
0: Yeah.
1: The guy from Oregon guy from Oregon. Uh,
0: Thibodeau. Thibodeau. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Thibodeau. And number three. Bryce Young. What's that? Bryce Young. No, I'm going to go corral and I know that's crazy to say. I just think he's got more potential than, than young and maybe not more potential. I just don't think young has done enough when you're the quarterback of Alabama. Right. You know what, you know where I'm going with this? It's like, it's like when you're the quarterback of Alabama, you should be blowing teams out, not beating Auburn by two, not beating Florida by two not losing almost got
0: skunked by auburn
1: yeah like to me last week killed him i'm gonna say corral i'm gonna say thibodeau and i'm gonna say hutchinson for my three i think hutchinson would be a sneaky winner in a good way yeah um i just hope they don't look quarterback i don't know i'm I'm hutchinson
0: yeah yeah i he would be my vote too i just think he's been such a key factor and Big big time why Michigan's been winning so many games. Um, I would probably if Young beats Georgia, I think he'll win it. If he has oh, a really? big, if he has a big game, you know that's the narrative. Like it's all about if he can beat the the best defense in the last decade. You got Bryce Young, Alabama. And you know, if Alabama beats Georgia, they're gonna be the number one, their number one seed. You know it already. Georgia will be two. Alabama will be one. It's an easy narrative just to write in your little little slip there. Bryce Young. Right. But
1: I, I think the Heisman is really going to come down to kind of what we're going at, what's going to happen this weekend mm-hmm. in these games. I think these games, they're, honestly, there could be four or five players in the mix for the Heisman. These games could really decide what happens.
0: I think Pickett could win it.
1: Yeah. I If Pickett won it, I wouldn't be – pissed off about it
0: no because we've I mean, seen guys that that didn't make the playoff win it Mansell won the heisman yeah. lamar jackson won the heisman trophy so it's not all about you know getting and winning the, the national championship sometimes it's just about your season and you're not playing for a great team and to your point matt corral well old miss was a joke for a long time lane kiffin shows up matt corral at quarterback 10 and 2 is a fen- phenomenal season for old miss and they're going to be playing in one of the top bowl games. Like that's yeah. nothing to, to sneeze at when it comes to their season.
1: Yeah, no, for me, it's, it's, it's still up in the air. Um, ask me again on Sunday. We'll see what happens Saturday. Like I said, there's a lot of moving pieces. I think in the Heisman, it's not a clear cut. Like last year, I think, like we said, Smith to most people is, uh, from after about week seven, you're like, it's going to be, it's going to be Smith. But this week there, this year, it's kind of up in the air. And that that's what makes these games just a little bit more exciting this weekend.
0: So if you had to, if you, you're, you're better, you're, you're a handicapper here on the podcast. If you had to put $20 on an underdog this weekend. So let's say Baylor, Bama, yep. Iowa. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to include the pick game because I think that's kind of a pick for me. Yep. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what game am I missing? Oh, Houston. Mm -hmm. So of those four of the big games for the, for the weekend, who would you put your 20 bucks on to upset and win outright?
1: Oh man. I, in this one, there's, I have two, I have two. here's, Here's why I have one that I think has a better chance of happening, but I really don't want it to happen. Okay. And I think that's Houston, Cincinnati.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I, I don't want that to happen. I don't want to put 20 bucks to it. If you're putting a gun to my head, then yeah. I'm throwing 20 bucks on Houston, Cincinnati. Cincinnati hasn't done a lot the last couple weeks. They haven't looked amazing. No. Um, I bring it back to the two lane game three weeks ago. They really haven't looked that great. They haven't blown a team. Did, even last week, they won what by like two touchdowns? Yeah. 70- they got closer late. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. I'm just not. I'm worried about Cincinnati now. I don't want it to happen. the The one that I think could, the other one that I think really could happen is Iowa Michigan. I know Michigan had a huge win last week. They're they're riding high. Iowa plays defense. Yeah. All right. Ohio State does not play defense, as we just learned. (laughs)
0: Yeah. But
1: Ohio does play defense. Ohio doesn't score many points, but they are okay playing a game where they win with 18 points on the board. Yeah. I think Iowa, Michigan could be an upset. I, I think Georgia beats Bama. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I believe Oklahoma state will beat Baylor. But if I'm being completely honest, not really watching that game that much, yeah. <laughs> like just, it's just not a sexy game. Like, I don't know. Like I haven't really, if we're being hundred percent honest, like I haven't really followed Oklahoma state or Baylor as much as I probably should have. Right. Um, that's, I guess that's my fault for not, and,
0: I, and I'd rather watch, I kind of would rather watch the pit wake forest. game. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like I just, I just haven't watched them enough. And mm-hmm. if you're going to place money on it, I don't want to place money on teams that I really haven't watched right. yep. as much. I just think Iowa matches up nice against Michigan, where it could be a low scoring game or Iowa could win by a field goal. And the Houston one, I just, I don't want to say it, but I, I don't, I don't want it to happen, but I think Houston could beat Cincinnati.
0: Yeah. I think that's totally fair. Um, yeah. The, since I would probably throw the 20 bucks on Houston as well, just, you know, it, they're so close and they're, they're like uh, one of our favorites. They're like a Loyola Chicago in March madness where they get to that final four and they, you know, they get right to the preface precipice of it and they just fall short. And I, I worry about them this weekend because Luke Fickle was talked about maybe going to Notre Dame and now he's not going to get that job. You know, did he want it? I'm sure he was intrigued by it. Uh, he's a great coach, yeah. but yeah, I hope I hope Cincinnati can overcome it. And
1: Houston's even, good.
0: Houston yes. is good. Houston's don't a really sleep. good team.
1: A, don't sleep on Houston. Like they're, they're a good football team.
0: 11 and one, like they're a good school. Like they, they they're having a really, really good season. Whether they win this game or not, they're going to be playing in a good bowl game. And that's another thing, you know, bowl games are a cash grab. We both know that, but at the same time, we can't be hypocrites. We're going to watch them. We, we want, yeah. we want a big one on New- Christmas Eve for Christ's sakes. We'd rather yeah. do that than spend time with our family. Uh, yeah. spe- that's just me speaking. Uh, But you know, they, they're a cash grab, but at the same time, it's a good showcase for some guys to play in the NFL draft but also yeah. it's, it's a big opportunity for programs. Cincinnati had a launching point last year. Yes. They ultimately lost to Georgia, but that was a great game and they should have won it last year in the bowl game. And I, you know, that's what helps, you know, UCF winning that big uh, bowl game a few years ago. And when they went undefeated, you know, that, that helps these small programs boost themselves and, and get themselves on the map nationally.
1: Absolutely. Uh We'll be, I'll be watching. I know you'll be watching. There's going to be some great bowl games. Like we said, Christmas day, fingers crossed. That'd be yeah. that, or Christmas Eve. Sorry. Christmas Eve. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. A nice eight, 9. PM Christmas. Oh, games. Up. Up. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. But uh, yeah, no, there's going to, for these smaller schools, these games are huge.
0: Huge. So yep. put
1: them on nights where people will watch. Yes. P- keep them away from NFL in yes. the sense of don't put them on the same days as NFL games.
0: Totally don't agree. Do it. Totally do agree. It.
1: But Houston, great job this year. Cincinnati, I don't think we're giving Cincinnati enough credit to. Awesome job. I really hope they get in. And it's going to be an awesome weekend of college football. I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah. Uh, it starts tomorrow night, Oregon, Utah. Uh, again, the Pac-12 getting the, uh, the, the left-hand slap to the face with that time slot. But, hey, uh, we'll watch it. You know, oh, yeah. we can, we can make fun of the time and the Pac-12, but we'll. Still, but I'm still going to watch that game tomorrow night. Um Let's pivot to the NFL and it's been chaotic there as well. I mean, I, I just try to figure it out week by week and I'm just like, okay, what do I know now? I, I still can't figure it out. I know the Packers are good. I know your Patriots are good, but I thought the bills were good. And then, you know, can they beat the saints? That's not exactly uh murders row, but I, I look at the NFC wildcard race, writer, and this is really embarrassing. Uh, one of these teams is going to make the playoffs, and it's it's crazy that these that they have records that you know what the record are right now. As I ri- listed off, the Washington Football Team currently occupy the final Wild Card spot at yeah. five and six. They're tied with the Minnesota Vikings at five and six, with Atlanta at five and six. With the aforementioned Saints at five and six, Phillies five and seven, Carolinas five and seven. And the crazy thing is, New York and Chicago still hold an outside chance at four and seven. Handicapping the rest of the season out of all these disasters, somebody has to make it. We know that. Who do you think is the best team out of this bunch and will ultimately make the playoffs?
1: Right. Well, looking up, I think the top four are pretty much set. I don't see any of them falling out.
0: No, agreed.
1: Um, at 5 49ers, looking at their schedule, I don't see them missing. Agreed. I have them in. So looking at number 6, schedules come down to to everything here for these. And I I I I think Philly, honestly. Mm-hmm. I look at Philly, I look at their schedule. I look at how their defense, how they've been playing. I look at their running game. Their running mm-hmm. game's been awesome this year. I think they're second league in running and um, rush yards per game. I I think Philly because, but in saying that, it's not like I'm like Philly's a good football team. You're I,
0: not bullish on them.
1: I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not betting the mortgage on Philly to win the <laughs> to win the uh, championship. But they did sneak in as a six one year and win the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. So they did. You never know. But I'm gonna go Philly. And yeah, I'm going to go Philly on that. What about yourself?
0: Yeah, I, I said a couple weeks ago that I thought Philly was going to make the playoffs. And then they played the Giants last week and they just laid up the biggest egg you could possibly lay. Yeah. I mean, they looked terrible in that game. And so if I'm looking at it, Minnesota should be the team because Minnesota, I think, is the best team out of this bunch. Yeah. But do I trust Kirk D. Cousins? Hell no. Uh, do I trust Mike Zimmer? Hell No. But they got Justin Jefferson, Thielen. These guys are great, you know, and Dalvin Cook's healthy. But I I agree. I like Philly. I think Jalen Hurts is better than people give him credit for. Uh, He's not in there. You mentioned the running game, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Jordan Howard. They got a three-headed monster. And Hurts can carve up a defense like nobody else when it comes to his legs. Mm -hmm. But Atlanta stinks. The fact that they're five and six is Crazy, yeah. like they, they are, they're just a terrible football team. Like, I'm just gonna find
1: ways to win games, which is crazy, but I don't have them in,
0: yeah. Um, New Orleans, they play Dallas tonight, big game for them tonight. They, oh, if they, they could find a way, boy, cowboy fans would just be panicking tomorrow. If they lose, they'll be seven and five, and Washington beats Vegas this weekend. They're six, they're a game back in that division, uh. Did the Saints have any chance of pulling off the upset tonight at home?
1: There's always a chance, but I don't think so. I I did throw a little bit of money tonight on Dallas minus six. I just Mm. think Dallas is a much better team. I don't That's the number
0: really minus minus six.
1: Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was a little low. Like I love Dallas in that number. I really do. I think Dallas is over a touchdown better than them. Guess we'll find out. But I just I just don't think they're going to beat Dallas tonight. I think Dallas needs a win, too, yeah. which is crazy. I think they're looking at it going two, – two weeks ago, they're like, oh, we are set for playoffs. It's not so simple anymore. If they lose this game, they're right, right in the mix of potentially missing. But I think they win tonight. Back to your Minnesota, I, lo- I really do like Minnesota. But you look mm-hmm. at their schedule, and it's just – I just don't see it happening. Um, I, I got to stick with Philly. I don't see the Saints there. Um, but you never know if the saints win tonight, then Mm -hmm. you could probably put them ahead of Philly, but I don't see them winning tonight.
0: Yeah. It's a tough one. Taysom Hill starting at quarterback and that's not his strength. He's better when he's a utility knife, Jack of all trades, Carolina just looks kind of distraught. They're done. Um, Seattle is at three and eight and how the mighty have fallen, uh, writer. And I think you could look at, you know, Seattle didn't get the Atlanta syndrome where they lost the Patriots and they fell apart. They've, they've made the playoffs every year since. So it's not like they fell off a cliff, but you look at Russell Wilson, he's injured this year. Pete Carroll, 70 years old. Is it time for just a fresh start for a rebirth in Seattle for potentially both the head coach and the quarterback?
1: I I do think so. And, And the reason why is if they don't shake it up, People are going to come into the season thinking Seattle's a playoff team mm. next year. And, and they're not. We we can see that this year, that they're just not that good anymore. Um, but their stigma is that they're still a good team. Me and you fell into it at the start of the year. Yeah. Yeah. We thought they could have won the, their division. So we had them, you know, at least in the mix. So I think they do need to blow it up. I think Russell Wilson could use a fresh start. I think Pete Carroll could probably maybe be packing his bags. I just feel like people have a higher expectation on Seattle than what they can actually deliver.
0: Yeah. I I think that's totally fair. And, you know, it's, you don't see teams morph quickly, like new England switched at quarterback and they are eight and four. And I think they're a top four team right now in the NFL when it just comes to play how they're playing right now, Seattle, this smell to me, this is going to be uh, some suffering for a while. And we've talked about it on the pod before. You can have a great team. You can have a great defense. Like the bears have a really good defense, but Justin Fields, I don't know. He doesn't have good coaching. He's still very raw. And if you don't have a quarterback in the league, you're done. Like you, we look, the Indianapolis Colts have a great running game. They have a great offensive line. I think they have a very good defense, but they're six and six because Carson Wentz, is average. Kirk Cousins is five. Minnesota's got a pretty good roster, in my opinion. They're average, and you, they're all better than Seattle. So for Seattle, I think finding the next quarterback and Russell Wilson potentially maybe going to the Saints would be would it be an interesting transition for him to go link up with an offensive mind for the mm-hmm. first time as a head coach with Sean Payton.
1: Do you think Sean Payton's there next year?
0: I do. Yeah, I I don't think they move on from him. Do you? I
1: don't don't think he's going anywhere. I know there's been some rumblings this potentially if they lose a couple more games this year, but I don't see Sean Payton going anywhere.
0: No, I mean, he he just lost Drew Brees. He's had tons of, Michael Thomas hasn't played in two years. Alvin Kamara has been dinged up. I mean, they're they're in salary cap hell. Like they don't have any flexibility. So it's really tough for them to be competitive. And if, you know, if they can make the playoffs, that'd be a big accomplishment for Sean Payton to get this team that's very, like we talked about, kind of mediocre at best to to the playoffs. Do you think the team that makes it in that last spot will be under 500? Yes, I do.
1: I think they're going to be eight and nine. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do. I just, I just don't see a lot of the top four losing many more games, right? I see the top four winning a lot of their games. Um, if they are, yeah, I do eight, nine, I, I think eight, nine is someone's going to slide in at eight, nine.
0: Yeah. I could see that happening. I mean, Philly, that would probably be the record if, if they did make it because they got to, they'd have to go on a run and really, you know, hope to get some luck down the stretch as well and kind of went out. Um, Who's the best team in the NFC?
1: Oh man. Uh, well, you asked me this question about a month ago
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I went with Arizona and I look today and Arizona is still in first place. Right. So once again, I'm going to say Arizona, but like I said, a month ago, I don't have a lot of faith in that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am going to say Arizona. I mean, they've lost two games all year. Yeah. They're nine and two. They're playing awesome football. They're winning games. They're not winning games by a lot but they're winning games green Bay, I think could beat them.
0: Yep. I mean, they I have, think
1: green Bay can beat them. I'm going to and I think Tampa can beat them too, mm-hmm. but I also don't think Tampa has played very good football because I think Tampa knows they're going to make the playoffs and Tampa just needs to get in. You saw yeah. what happened last year, right? They just need to get into the playoffs,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: they're going to. Yeah. So I don't think Brady hasn't thrown a pass over 20 yards in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, he's he's just they're playing boring football but they're playing football as a you know just to get to the playoffs i see antonio brown's going to be out for three weeks so there we go again with that but yeah, uh
0: big surprise there he violated a rule yeah
1: yeah classic classic antonio brown the old uh, rule, follower, rule follower there so um, buying his coat buying his uh, his pass from the guy down the street yeah so, but uh, I, I'm going to say Arizona, but I also believe Green Bay or Tampa can beat them in a game.
0: Yeah, I, I think Green Bay is the best team when it comes to overall talent. Uh, you know, Rodgers playing great. A.J. Dillon's really changed that offense for me, the way he can just hammer people. Like, he's so hard to bring down. You see him get hit at, at getting, you know, he's, you should gain a yard and you get, gain six because you just can't bring him down. He's such a large man. And you got Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, you could argue is the best wide receiver in football. And, but I, I look at the, if I look ahead to the playoffs, I wouldn't bet against Brady. I think you're crazy if you do bet against him. And especially Aaron Rodgers is one in four in NFC championship games. And he lost one to Brady last year at home. So do I think he'll be motivated to get some revenge? Yes. But if Gronk is healthy and Brady's there and that defense is somewhat, you know, put together, I give the bucks the, the best chance. Cause I just trust TB 12 and Gronk to get it done in the clutch.
1: Listen to you big Brady guy over there.
0: I picked him to win the MVP before the year.
1: That's true. That's true. Yeah. And I mean, it's looking like that could very well happen too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, you know me, I'm a Tampa, I'm a Brady guy. Uh, but I, I do, I'm going to say Arizona's the best team right now, but like I said, I think Green Bay or Tampa can beat Arizona. You
0: see, you see Cliff Kingsbury, like, trying to uh, get a pay raise from Arizona by not saying he's just, he's not not interested in Oklahoma. He just, he just doesn't want to talk about it.
1: Yeah. It's like, just say no. Like, yeah. <laughs> like what? Like the fact that it's like, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. It's like, what do you mean? Just say, no, you're not, no. Yeah. And then if you even are interested, you can say no and still be doing things on the back door. We've seen it, with yes. look at what just happened this week in college football. Like, right. yeah. that's just, I want a million more dollars. Like, yeah. like,
0: Kingsbury, come on, man. Like, shut up. Like, try to win a Super Bowl. Like, you, yeah. got, a, you got a really good chance. You got a good team here. Like, you know, yeah. but, and then he said, uh, no, I'm focused on the Chicago bears. And after watching them on Thanksgiving, uh, yeah, they're a really good team. So I need to yeah what were you watching (laughs) what the the sport were you watching (laughs) seriously like that game my god oh what a snooze fest how does detroit still stay on thanksgiving it's beyond me
1: it's one of those things you just gotta wonder and and uh, you know what you feel bad for they always play the one o'clock game yeah and the announcers get up at 10 and they got three hours to talk about detroit yeah. And by 1130, they have nothing to talk about. <laughs> they were, they had an hour and a half of just trying to make up stuff before that to kick off.
0: And you could tell Joe Buck and Troy Aikman didn't want to be there at no. all. Like they're no. laughing about how bad the coaching was. Yeah. Oh, no,
1: it wasn't embar- They got to get them all. If you actually want to make Thanksgiving about football, then yeah. you got to get Detroit out of
0: there. Yeah. I get why you have to keep the Cowboys, even though they yep. won three playoff games in a quarter century, but Yeah. No, Detroit should never be even an option. I don't like, yes, it's tradition, but traditions are broken all the time. Like we used to, we used to do stuff that wasn't that great. And that was, that was tradition. Well, guess what? We don't do it anymore because we try to improve as people. Detroit lions continue to get worse. So let's, uh, other than Brady, who's your, who would be number two in the MVP race for you?
1: Well, before I jump to that, and we've talked about it before, they need to have two MVPs. They need to have an offensive MVP and a defensive mm-hmm. MVP. Right. Um, because I think there's a lot of great defensive players that deserve to be in the talk, but they're right. nowhere near the talk of MVP. Agreed. But, and that and that pisses me off because there's, there really should be a defensive MVP uh, because because the players will talk. The players will say, oh, that guy's MVP, but he's nowhere. If you look, there's nowhere near MVP. Like there's, there's some really good defensive players who are getting no, not enough credit. Um, now I think you got to look at Jonathan Taylor mm-hmm. potentially. And depending on what happens on Monday night, Mac Jones, Mac Jones for MVP.
0: Oof. I know it's a stretch. Wow. It's a stretch, oh. but
1: Tell me who's played better football over the last two months.
0: No, he's playing great. Right. Uh, He's asked to do very little though.
1: Yep. No, I agree. It's a stretch. Hey, it's a stretch. But if they go out and they win tonight, they could win the AFC.
0: I totally agree. I I think they're the best team in the AFC.
1: They they could win
0: the AFC. I mean, I, Josh Allen. There's been talk about him, but I think Josh Allen hasn't been as good this year as he's been last year. I don't know why he's I, he's tied for a second. I don't get that it's, at all. I'm like I don't have him. Me, I have Jonathan. I have Jonathan Taylor well ahead of. I, Kyler
1: Murray and Jonathan Taylor well ahead of, of Allen.
0: Yeah. If if uh, Indy if Frank Wright gets his head out of his ass and runs the ball last week, Indy wins and Jonathan Taylor runs for over 100 yards. Like yeah, and they they win the game but he had to give it to Carson Wentz 50 times and you know how that goes. Uh, but I think Aaron Rodgers has to be in that conversation. I know he's uh, known as the liar now and he's got COVID toe and whatever else he's dealing with down there. Uh, but he's playing lights out. You know, he's oh, playing yeah. really, really good football. No, hundred
1: percent. Rodgers is there. The Mac Jones thing, you know, that's just kind of a hard pick too with what the mm. Patriots are doing He's not going to win MVP, but just kind of give him a little credit, throw, throw the guy a bone, but Rogers is there. Taylor's there. Murray's there. Those would be the three that I'd say, but honestly, I think Brady's kind of running away with it, but it looks at things.
0: Yeah. If if Lamar can have a really strong end to the season, I think he can get back in the mix.
1: I wouldn't argue with that, but I think it's too far gone. I just don't. He would have to just completely tear it up for the last five
0: weeks. If they win out or something.
1: he would have to win out and he'd have to put up. Oh geez. I think he'd have to go off for at least average two to three touchdowns a game to even have a chance.
0: Right. Yeah. Could happen. Yeah. Could happen. I I think, I think for the Mac Jones argument of it all, I think if Belichick wins coach of the year, that's like kind of Mac Jones winning an award without winning an award,
1: which is going to win
0: rookie of the year.
1: You think Belichick's going to win coach of the year?
0: I think right now he should.
1: I think he should too. I, I really do with what, with where we saw the Patriots at, even at, at well, before the draft, yep. we didn't even know who their quarterback was going to be. Right. But then we thought it was going to be Cam Newton. Now look at what Mac Jones has done in the last six weeks. Patriots what? Two and three? Mm-hmm. Three and three? They
0: They're one and four.
1: One and four. Oh, even better. One and four. Look at what they've done now. I thought they were two and three, one and four. That shows how much I know about my Patriots. Mm-hmm. But it's what he's done. Like you say, he's not asking them to throw for 350 a game. They're asking him to throw for 210 yards. They're asking them to dump it off. They're running the ball. They're making smart plays. Their defense is playing well. Yep. That's coaching. Yep. That's coaching right there. But credit to Mac Jones.
0: And you, I think Belichick can win coach of the year. I think Micah Parsons is getting some love for defensive rookie of the year and also defensive player of the year. JC yeah. Jackson should be in that conversation as well. Cause that guy's just a baller. He, oh, he, he gets play. interceptions, but he also punched out that ball on Sunday. I, I, you know, that was a great play where they burst off that big run Hilliard. He, you know, peanut Tillman's it just punches that ball loose. That was a game changer because Tennessee was starting to get some momentum in that game. They were running all over the Patriots and, and, he just makes a big play every week. You know that he's going to do something week in, week out. Yeah.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: Their defense is, they're honestly been a top 10 defense
1: in the league, maybe top yeah. five with how they've been playing lately. And like you said, he's a playmaker. And as you can see now, teams aren't going down his side of the field much anymore. Mm-hmm. And when you're, uh, as we know on the defense, when they're not talking about you, that means you're doing something right. Right. So I love what the Patriots are doing right now. The biggest game of the year, Monday night. I Love think it. if, if you're going to watch a game this weekend, it's got to be Monday night football Patriots bills. Yep. yep. It's, well, it's battle for first place in the AFC. So sign me up.
0: How do you feel about your Patriots chances going into, uh, going into Orchard park?
1: It's going to be tough. That's it. It's, it's, I wish it was at home for that one to be honest with you. Mm. Um, I like them though. I wouldn't, I, if you asked me at the start of the year, I wouldn't have loved them. I, I like them now. I, I think you got to look at the Patriots to be the favorite in that game, just with how everything's gone the last six weeks of the Buffalo, there's Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, They could throw up 45 or they could throw up six. Like it's, it's, it's mind blowing how inconsistent Buffalo has been. Um, and Josh Allen kind of looks a little lost. The plays he's trying just haven't been working. I mean, he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, Diggs has gotten going the last few weeks yeah so i'm a little afraid about how stefan Diggs is starting to get more ball touch starting more touches starting to make bigger plays but i like the patriots i really do
0: mm-hmm. no I, I like them too i think they should be the favorite even on the road i think this, it might only be it might be a pick em or a three-point but i think they're they've been better than buffalo and it hasn't even been that close but you look at the afc I don't trust Baltimore because I think they're too dinged up, and yeah. Lamar's got to do too much. New England, really good team. Tennessee, they're too banged up as well. I mean, they could have won the Super Bowl this year. I really believe that. But yeah,
1: tough for Tennessee. I really do. That that one hurts for them. Yeah, because they had a really strong team.
0: Yeah, Kansas City's just lurking. They're just laying there in the shadows. Coming off a of bye week, they got Denver this weekend, but they're nobody's talking about them. But they're still. They're, they're starting to click and I would worry if I'm the AFC that that's sleeping dragon starting to wake up right at the right time.
1: Yeah. Well, you look at what Tampa did last year. Yeah. We were talking about them about four weeks, five weeks left right around this time. Like if they get in, they could go on a run. Same with Kansas city this year. I mean, if you get in the Kansas city gets in the playoffs, which they probably will. Are you going to bet against them in a game? No. In the AFC? No, probably not. Probably not. They got, like you said, they got Denver this week. So I'm going to throw one at you. Who finishes with a better record, Denver or Vegas?
0: <laughs> I can't believe that they have the same record right now. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> We're right um, there. What do you think? I think it's going to come down to when they play each other again, yeah. because I think Denver will lose this weekend to Kansas city. Vegas has the Washington football team. That's, that's no gimme for them because they're again talk about Jekyll and Hyde. That team just can't figure it out. Uh, I think you ultimately win the bet because I I think Denver has to play Kansas City twice before the end of the season. Uh, Vegas only has to play them once, so that that's advantage for you. But looking at their schedule, yeah, Raiders, Chiefs next week. The Broncos play. Let me find it here. Uh, the Broncos. Play the Lions. Okay. I like that. I like that one. So there's a wash, um, potentially. <laughs> uh, then the you got the Broncos play the Bengals. It's a tough game. Bro- Bengals are, are a good team. Yeah. Uh, your Raiders got the Browns in Cleveland on a Saturday.
1: It's gonna come down to the game they play against each other. I really do think that.
0: Yeah. It. it it's, I, th- I think so, because th- they play each other on Boxing Day. So, uh, you know. There we go. Do you, do you like the two games on Christmas, football, NFL?
1: I'd rather them on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I do like them because most, I don't know, I'd like to, some a lot of people will do their christmas stuff during the morning, maybe right. afternoon. I do like having the option on christmas. I don't think I think two games is maybe even a little much. Maybe just one game in the evening, mm-hmm. make it a big game.
0: It's in pretty good evening.
1: one. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but but I I I just I do like it. I do like it on christmas. I hope they stick to christmas and we get College football on Christmas Eve.
0: Yes. I do
1: like Christmas. I love I love Boxing Day because Boxing Day is one of the biggest sporting days of the year. Yeah. I honestly believe so. Um, you got world juniors, you got NFL football. You have a sleepy Spangler Cup in the morning if you're really excited. A little horny in the morning gets oh, Spangler I'm, Cup. Action. I'm,
0: I'm horny. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll be watching
1: Spangler I love the Spangler my Cup the Spangler. I love most underrated tournament in the world, is the Spangler Cup.
0: I love it. Oh, I love
1: the Bangler Cup. Me too. Uh, you have a lot of options on on Chris on uh, Boxing Day to watch. Yeah. Christmas is tough because bat- the NBA is huge on Christmas,
0: I but think I do gonna- think
1: the NFL will
0: still draw bigger numbers. Oh, they'll kill them. They yeah. will crush them when it comes to the, the worst rings. thing
1: that ever happened for the NBA was the NFL throwing games on Christmas.
0: Yeah, and you yeah. got the uh, Packers, Browns, Colts, Cardinals. Like that yeah. works yeah those aren't no, are Detroit
1: there's gonna be they gonna be some good games and yeah I, I do I don't love it but I like it I like it enough that I'll be watching I mean right. even if I hate it I'll be watching so right. what does it matter
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um I yeah I just throughout this conversation tonight, all I hope is that we get a Christmas Eve just a really good bowl game and I know it won't happen it'll be And the bowl game on Christmas Eve pissed me off too. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon. Like, no, it's eight, eight o'clock,
1: eight o'clock Christmas Eve. Give us some sports, please. I can't watch year in review. I can't watch a wonderful life. I can't watch miss plays of the month.
0: No, no. I can't
1: watch how I met your mother for the 30th time. Give me some sports. You know what they
0: should throw on? If there's no, if there's not, and they want to throw a rerun on. Spangler Cup final from, from yes. two years ago. Throw on that re. I'd watch that.
1: I'll watch that. I will watch that. Spangler Cup. Spangler Cup, please. More people get on the Spangler Cup. If I could go on any trip in my life to watch sports for an actual like vacation, like week-long vacation, yeah, send me to the Spangler
0: Cup. Davos.
1: Davos, let's go. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that burn looks awesome too. The fans awesome. just I, so warm well
1: up. I know a few guys that have played in that rank. They mm-hmm. say the atmosphere is amazing.
0: Yeah. Cause they're so small over there. Like you can only fit oh, yeah. so many people, but they're jacked up for their teams over there.
1: Oh yeah. And they start drinking early and they don't stop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's good, man. I'm telling you for the next four, eight hours, we're going to learn a lot about college football and the NFL. It's going to be exciting. Absolutely.
0: Really exciting. Um, well, as always, I appreciate you uh, coming on writer. It's always fun chatting with you. Um, Anything coming up uh, when it comes to you personally or uh, uh, Champions Hockey uh, related info? Uh,
1: coming up, not a lot on the go. We have a, we're gonna have some Christmas pop up shops coming up for Champions Hockey. So if anyone's looking to get some Champions apparel, uh, follow our social media pages. We'll be posting some stuff here on Monday, letting people know where, where we're gonna be. We're gonna have a pop up shop in Miramichi. We're gonna have a pop up shop in Fredericton. Uh, if someone's looking to get some stuff from outside of those two areas. Uh, send me an email at championshockey at gmail.com and we'll look to get you a little uh, swag before christmas and thanks for having me on jug and uh, looking forward to uh watching some football this weekend i'm sure we'll be talking
0: absolutely i'm sure we'll we'll, uh share a few texts uh this this weekend but as always everybody thanks for tuning in thanks for all the thanks for all the support and uh have a great night